give us a follow on Spotify. It really helps out and you will get a notification every time we release a new episode on Monday. Welcome to the Ignition Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the previous episodes. It means so much to me and pretty proves to me that what I'm doing here is making an impact. I started this podcast not even a month ago with hopes and aspirations of making and listening to something that I would enjoy as a car enthusiast and listening to people that I wouldn't really have thought of speaking to as a car enthusiast myself. It's not only allowed me to open up myself to car enthusiasts in different sides of the world, it's allowed me to speak to to people with so much more experience than me and I've learned so much so far, not just about the people themselves but about the the passion I have. And today's guest is Cody. Cody is from LA, from Southern California. He is a Subaru fanatic. Um, I don't think he'll mind me saying that he is Subaru obsessed. He is a Subaru ambassador. He is CEO of the SoCal Subaru Club, something that I think if you are in America, you should definitely look up. He's having some really cool meets and driving some really cool cars across California. Cody talks in depth about his opinion on the LA car scene and how he started off with Subarus and how he developed that love for the Rumble, the EJ, and that unique sound that that I think we know as, as car enthusiasts, no other car has. So I hope you enjoy listening to Cody and me speak about him and his journey, and I hope it inspires you to do something with your passion for cars. Because that is the real aim of the podcast, is to inspire you guys to do do more car meets, to spread the word about the love about cars and sort of just experience that connection with other car enthusiasts. So here we go. Cody, how are we? Hey, good, Harry. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no worries at all. No worries at all. It's really great to have you. Um, yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. So um, a little question that I like to ask first is what ignited your passion for, for cars and Subarus and everything sort of four-wheeled? Oh, man. I... I have to say, you know, my dad was a big car guy, so probably everything stemmed from him. He was a big domestic guy. He had uh, Mustangs, Corvettes, mm. all the fun stuff. And I remember working on his 1971 Cadillac, big old 8.2 liter V8. And we were working on it downstairs in the garage, you know, little kid holding the flashlight. Yeah. And I guess that's where my love for cars originally started. And then fast forward to 2012, playing uh, Need for Speed, Most Wanted. Classic. I see, yeah, I saw the 2004 STI in there, the blob eye, a huge hood scoop, big wing, blue gold wheels. It was just a crazy looking car. And that, from then I was just like, wow, this is an interesting car. Like, what is this? Like, it's a Subaru. And I, from then on, I just started paying more attention to Subarus, the WRX, STI. And just from, from then on, probably from the video game, I got into Subarus. You've gone from sort of working on big, big American V8s to Subarus and sort of doing that and when, when did you get your first Subaru when was when was that sort of when was that day the day I got my first Subaru I was in I was in high school it was my last year I was driving a 1995 Civic at the time and um and this is this is cool because my dad started working at the Subaru dealership in the city we lived we lived in he was the uh, finance manager and then he he saw this 2008 Impreza hatchback used trade-in come in through the door and then he called me and he said hey there's this cool Subaru. It's a hatchback. It's a manual. It's pretty cheap. Do you want to, do you want to get it? Do you want it? I said, yeah. I said, yeah, that would be cool. It was just, it was a non-turbo model. 
but it was a stick shift. It was blue, silver, silver bumpers, silver wheel arches, silver side skirts. It's, it was the Outback Sport model. So yeah, I got that one in probably 2014. That was my first Subi. I didn't really do much to it because it was a NA, but I, you know, I did some ricey stuff to it. I wrapped the uh, hood and spoiler in a carbon fiber wrap. Yeah. And I just wow. pretty much just left it and just learned how to drive the stick and then got comfortable with driving cars with, with that one. Yeah. What is it about the Subarus that, that you love? What is, it, what is it about that sort of Japanese sort of quirkiness that the, the, the yeah, that's you. what it is. It's the quirkiness. They, if you look at the 02 to 03s, the 04 to 05s, the 06 to 07s, they all have the same chassis. They all have the same body, but the front ends are different. But they all look so unique to me. There is no car to me that looks anything like a Subaru, the, especially the way the um, the exhaust sounds, mm. being um, horizontally opposed four-cylinder turbocharged. It has like a deep rumble that you can just hear it from a mile away. You know, it's a Subaru when you hear it and just, yeah, everything about the cars, especially the community that comes with it. When you get that car, it's it's just like opens up a world of Subaru enthusiasts for you. Everybody, everybody sends you the peace sign when they see you driving. It's just, it's just cool community to be a part of. Everybody's so friendly. Everyone's trying to learn and share what info that they have, you know? Yeah. It's just great. Everybody makes it great. Yeah, what is it? What does that community mean to you? What is it for that for you to be able to be part of that? What is that? What is that for you? I can't speak on other brands. I'm not sure if they are as tight knit as the Subaru community, but that's all I've known. And it's just like there's a friend, there's a helping hand everywhere. You go on the Facebook forums. You have, you have issues with your car. You just post an or you post a question. Someone's gonna come at you with an answer, tips and tricks. It's just it's cool. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's everyone's helping each other out. Yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about the car scene. When I, mean, I had a, um, I had a uh, uh, R53 Mini. Oh, nice. And I joined one of those. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, I joined, I joined Facebook group after Facebook group, and there is, there is, a, there is no sort of limit to to how far people go and help you. Yeah, right. And and they're all they're all there to lend, actually lend a hand and yeah, sort of fill you with knowledge. And I, that is the best part about I think the car community in general. No matter what yeah, car you've exactly. got, no matter what kind of what car you're driving, there is there's always people that want to help you. And that's the best yeah, bit. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm, I know nothing about Subarus. I say I know nothing. I, I know bits and bobs, like Blood by Hawkeye, the, right. the general okay. sort of gist of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, can you, what can you tell me about them? I mean, apart from the, sort of the engine platforms, the EJs and stuff, you, from, from, what do you drive, for instance? What, what car have you got at the moment? Oh, so right now I'm driving a 2006 Impreza WRX. That's the Hawkeye. They made the Hawkeyes from 2006 to 2007. And um, essentially... It's the same car. It has the same chassis, same uh, engine, same tri- same drivetrain, but just um, you know some cosmetic changes. They tweak the gearing a little bit on some of the years. They change the, um, uh, I guess like the measurements, the bolt patterns. But uh, normally they're all the same cars. STIs from two thousand four to twenty one, or shall I say nineteen, because they change the uh, pistons from nineteen to twenty one slightly. But from okay. 04 to 18, it's the same drivetrain, same motor. A lot of parts are interchangeable too, which is good. So, you know, you save a lot of money on parts. You don't, you don't need to wait for um, companies to go out and do more R&D. A few of the parts are already interchangeable. So you're pretty much good to go there. Any mods is available to you. Yeah. I mean, what have, what have you done to your car so far? What, what mods have you got there? What have you done? Oof. Um, so with my, with my current car, I really wanted to do a, 
a very JDM build, keep all the parts strictly JDM, mostly OEM plus. So it would be like Subaru's STI division of parts. So they have a, they have a division called group N and group N parts are what they use on essentially their group N race car. And so these are parts that they sell and manufacture to the public. So that's what I've been trying to do, trying to keep it very OEM, not so, um, not so crazy with it, just very simple. But um, everything I've put thought into. So I really like driving my cars. I live right next to Angeles Crest Highway, which is oh, probably yeah. one of the funnest roads, I think, in California. So I'm, I try to hit that at least once a month. So I'm mm-hmm. constantly improving the car. Oh, what mods should I get next? What should I do next? How can I improve it? Rather than just just slap stuff on there. So it's very much... It's just it's got a catalyst downpipe, OEM cap back, stage two tune. Uh, I've got some Yokohama tires on Advan wheels. Uh, the exterior's pretty stock. Just I got a Gretty lip, uh, Prova carbon fiber, super tight Q wing, and yeah, it moves. It's fast. It's yeah. fun. That's all. That's all that matters to me. As long as I can drive it fast and not have to worry about being faster than somebody else, I just I mean, drive yeah. it for myself. And that, it's, it's, that, it's, it's that expression of working with the car and it's almost you build a relationship with it and you, it's, it's, it has its own um, character, has its own yeah, sort of exactly. personality. And, right. it, and I guess it wouldn't be fun to drive if they didn't have those quirks and stuff. Right, yeah, every car has its quirks and you know the owner, the, well, the community that loves it loves them for the quirks and that's what they get the enjoyment from. Going, I mean, keeping it Subaru-based, so I think you are a, you own or a the SoCal Car Club for Subarus. Is that correct? You have that sort of... Yes, yes. You're doing so, that? So this car club started with me and four friends, um, Kevin, Robin, Angel, and Louie, and myself. We all have our own, like, you know, little tasks, our own roles in the club. But it's a, essentially, it's a SoCal Subaru club. Any SoCal resident that owns any type of Subaru can join. We don't have any limitations, rule. I mean, we have rules, but as far as what type of Subaru, um, we're just, we're open to all kinds of Subarus because if you look into the little niches of the Subaru community, yeah, you have your WRX and STI owners, then you have your BRZ owners, you have, and then now you have Outbacks, Foresters, and Legacy owners that are kind of doing their own thing. You know, they're, they're, um, I think they're, what it's called is overlanding and they're, putting on some lift kits, big wheels, light bars. They're just going off-roading, camping, having fun. And that's cool too. Like if I didn't have a WRX or STI, I would see myself in a big old Forester lifted on some wheels going through the desert. That just sounds fun to me. Yeah. Um, being, I mean, I guess I, I know nothing about California, but so that what's it like having that car and driving? Is, is, there, is, is that smoke? Is it, is it, is it, what, what are the challenges sort of? Oh, so it depends. You know, if you if you like to keep your car stock and OEM looking, you shouldn't have. Well, okay. The one big issue I have here is the, uh, you know, police. We have mm-hmm. we have like a specific racing task force. I think set up in the Newport Beach area that they they just go after cars that look to be modified. And most of the time, you know, these guys are running catless downpipes, catless adders, no no carb emission parts. So. You know, if you're dealing with a a real bad cop that day, you know, he can make your day even worse. I've had a couple times where I get pulled over and I just get an exhaust ticket or I get a state referee ticket, which is worse. You have to go 
completely 100% back to stock. Take your card to the state referee and have it have him check it out and make sure your car is legal to be on California roads. Then he signs your ticket and you're good to go. So we have a lot of police trouble. And then one thing that really nobody likes is the uh, street takeover scene, which is basically like there's all kinds of cars really, you know, that are condoning it or there, but it's just a big group of cars, big, big guys, a bunch of people go and literally shut down the street and start doing donuts and drifting around while there's a like a group of people surrounding them, just recording, running in the middle, running out. And if you look it up, most of the time, these people are getting hit, run over, sent to the hospital. It's just a big, big mess. And I think from when that started is when the police force on cars got a little bit more stricter. Okay. Because they started viewing normal car enthusiasts as people who were part of the street takeovers, which was getting people hurt and killed. So we had to deal with that for quite some time till, you know, we started to kind of like, I guess, set up petitions or start making posts that we are not the same community. We don't do this. Like we, we like to meet up nighttime, daytime at a parking lot and just park the cars and just walk, make friends, check them out, grab a drink, maybe go for a cruise. But yeah, nothing, nothing like that. That's just dangerous and pretty stupid. Yeah. It's it's a shame that, that some people have to take that sort of, thing they enjoy and ruin it for other people yeah and sort exactly. of because i mean in the uk we we don't really have the sort of um like you say tickets and stuff the cars cars get repossessed but i mean you very rarely hear people getting pulled over for for having a big exhaust or so i'm sure it happens it hasn't happened to me yet <laughs> so i, I wouldn't <laughs> know but it, it, might, it must be it must be hard for some people to have their cars that they've worked so hard on i mean taken taken back to the police and made stock again because that's yeah. a lot of money, that's a lot of time, that's a lot of effort going into those cars. Yeah, exactly. It's not an easy thing, especially somebody who has, let's say, a swapped engine from a JDM motor. There's no way you can you can go and get that smogged. Like no. you're pretty much yeah limited, very limited here on what you can do and and what you can't do. But you know, people, you know, we still try to do what we can to modify our cars the way we like to, and just you know, just try to live and enjoy life. As as much as we can, yeah. I mean, there is. Some, I mean, there are some good people pioneering it, and sort of in the uh, YouTube space, and there's donut media and stuff. I don't know if you know them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, familiar yeah. With them. So, so I mean, that's sort of a um, I mean, uh, sort of thing I get to see from from my point of view, what they're doing over there, right? And um, sort of the three fifty Z sort of high low thing, and they did that sort of uh, modification. They seem to be fine with that. So I'm guessing that's sort of that's fine. And that's all good. Yeah, Subaru. Ambassadors, are you, are you wearing a top? I can. I like the top. Is, yes. <laughs> is that is that something that you you do? Is is that anyone anyone could be an ambassador of Subaru? Or is it? Uh, of... I mean, anybody who owns a Subaru can be part of the uh, Subaru ambassador team. Uh, essentially, you just need to apply. I know it's not stricter, but there is slightly more limitations. It's a little bit harder to get accepted now due to the fact that there's just so many. ambassadors like i think this program was started in 2000 i maybe late 2015 early 2016 and i applied in october of 2016 i had to wait like two months to be sent the application after filling that out took another three months but after all yeah i got accepted i got in but you know a few of my buddies have tried recently they got denied i think it's just it's a budget you know they're giving you 150 dollars 
worth of stuff every three months. And oh, wow. a lot of people are joining. It kind of makes it hard to do that. So now they brought in like a tier system where if you first join, you don't get as much perks as the uh, higher tier members, but you just have to work your way up. Essentially, it's um, going on volunteer programs, which Subaru sets up all around the States. You just need to be on the lookout, register RSVP. Um, they give you these coupons where you can use to help people get into a Subaru. So if somebody wants to either lease or purchase a Subaru, I can give them a $500 voucher, which they can use as a down payment, or they can use it to, um, I guess, lower their lease payments. They give you other offers like test drive offers, have somebody go test drive a Subaru. They get $25 Visa gift card. Just a lot of incentives just to show that, you know, Subaru isn't, is a friendly open company trying to bring in new customers, new clientele, you know, here's some extra incentives into getting you into a Subaru. But they're great cars, you know, they sell themselves. Yeah, I mean, they do. I I, I really do want one as a a future car to get. And it's, their price is going up though. Everything's going up. That's the sad part, yeah. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was in a a car you can't get that's gone up. But yeah. So going back to sort of you, you as a kid and sort of getting around the cars and stuff, was there a, was there a favorite part of it? Would you, you join the mechanic being like a little mini mechanic, or if you kept that with you, do you do work on your own car yourself? Do you hand it to a, to a dealer? I mean, what, what's up with your sort of involvement? Um, so i i did I had a twenty eighteen STI, which uh, pretty much all the mods that was done on that car was done by me and my friend mm-hmm. in either his garage or my garage. So I know what to do and how to do it. Some stuff if I don't feel Sure, I'll 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 just have my mechanic at the shop do it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, regular oil changes, stuff like that. But kind of limited on time right now, so I just I just have the tech work at it, work on it while I'm working behind the desk. Yeah, you get to learn a lot, and it's just more experience. What's, I mean, what's what's your favorite thing to learn? What, what have you enjoyed the most working at car? What what part of it was? Is it the engine? Is it the, the gearbox? Is the, the the um running gear? What what's your favorite part? Uh, it has to be the engine because I'm still still I'm learning, you know, here and there about other engine components and what what part works with what. But it's just a, it's a good it's a good feeling knowing that like I don't know what this does and why it's here, but I want to learn what does it do. How does it help the motor? If we change it, what happens? What kind of calibration do we need to do? Mm. And it's just that learning for me that kind of excites me. Like, oh, okay, so that's what that does. Good to know. Same when you forget to put the head gasket on the top of the head and then uh, you put oil oh, yes. leaking the engine bay and you start a fire. But that's that's a story for another day. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> it's happened it's happened to all of us yeah oh, especially I'm, subies oh i mean yeah those those things are high maintenance aren't they ticking time bombs if you don't maintain them right and i guess nobody nobody does the the real hard research and learns like oh this is how i need to maintain my car if i'm driving it like this maybe i should change my oil sooner maybe i should change my drivetrain oil sooner but you know, it's just you you live and you learn. Yeah. I mean you've clearly got a lot of experience Subarus and a lot of um knowledge on cars. Anyway, what would what advice would you give to a younger sort of car enthusiast that's maybe looking to buy a first car or is maybe too sort of looking to get into the car scene himself or what or their selves, sorry. 
what would you what would you look to tell them? Uh, if you're trying to get into any type any type of car, just do your research. Don't rely so much on what the internet has to say. So don't go on Facebook and see that somebody posted, oh, I just went 8,000 miles on one oil change. I'm all right. Don't look at that and just say, oh, if he did it, I can do it. You've got to do your own research. Pick, try to pick, not, just try to pick quality parts that will complement the build right and just enjoy it. And don't, don't let anybody tell you how to mod your car because I see that a lot. A lot of, a lot of people build their car kind of how they like it, how they see it. Like, yeah. And then you, you get the other side where they're just so judgmental and they're talking about, oh, that doesn't look nice together. What's up with the color choices? Or that wing does not belong on that car. And it's just like if it's not your money, you shouldn't have to worry about it. So it's your money. It's your car. You do what makes you happy. Don't You don't have to uh, follow the trends and do what other people are doing. If you like it, okay, cool. Yeah. But it's just, you know, some people get pressured. They start, they start doing the same mods, and then you notice some of the builds are very identical to each other, just different colors. Yeah, it can be hard. It can be hard to go out there and you're incarnate. It can be hard to sort of express yeah, yourself. Definitely, you. everybody's going to say something. I mean, cars are so sort of they can be really personal, but they also, like you say, they can be taking a lot of hate on, and people don't really, yeah, understand why someone's done a certain modification to the car where they've put their own stickers on it, and it can be hard to sort of be your own sort of car enthusiast in a world full of so many similar opinions. I mean, social media kind of takes, takes off mm-hmm. the fun away when, when, when you say, Oh, here's my new car. You what you really want is 20 people to go great. Do what you want, but it's, Oh, you do this wing or do this mod or exactly. Have you seen TJ Hunt's new car? It's, it's not about the car. It's about what people want your car to look like. Yeah, exactly. People buy People buy their cars for many different reasons. Some some guys like the way it looks. Some guys like the way it performs. Mm. Some guys like the way the just the engine sounds. But yeah, it's it's you have to do you have to do what you want to do to it. Otherwise, you're not going to enjoy it. You're going to constantly have regrets. You're going to constantly have these dreams and fantasies. Oh, I want my car to look like this, and then you don't achieve it. You just don't listen to what people have to say and just build it how you want it. Yeah, exactly. Have your own resilience, have your own sort of purpose towards the car you want to build. Yeah, and, it's, you want to... and it's cooler that way. There's more variety. I don't want to see 10 STIs with the same lip kit or the same wheels. You know, variety is cool. It's nice. It's being just being unique is cool. Yeah, standing out is probably one of the best bits about the car scene. You go to a car scene, you, you exactly. want to see the people with the crazy wing or you want to see the people with no fenders or no side skirts because it's different. That's what I want to see. You want to see the people that just don't care and just all want to wear them onto the cars. Exactly. As a way, away from the car scene, away from, what would you do um, to pass the time to, to work and to earn the money to buy the cars? What what do you do on a day to day? As of beginning of this year, I started working for an aftermarket uh, aftermarket parts shop uh, slash service shop. It's called Aristocrat Autosport. We are located in Buena Park, California. We do, we deal aftermarket auto parts, wheels, you know, body kits, OEM parts, pretty much anything and everything you need. And then we also offer installations, motor builds, maintenance, just all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. But for as of now, um, 
motor builds and just the uh, the heavy maintenance. We're specializing in Subarus, but uh, and and so- soon in a couple of months we'll be moving to a larger facility. We're gonna have more more than more lifts than um, we'll have the cars to fit. But we'll be working on everything: Toyota, Lexus, Nissan, Subarus. So yeah, it's gonna be great. Oh, even the trucks, lift kits, wheels. I know the truck community is huge, far bigger than the. Uh, the street car, tuna car world. So, yeah, that'll be great. That's brilliant. A lot of access to a lot of parts, and I'm guessing for your for your own sort of projects and whatever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, working there, having your own car, do you have much time for relationships and stuff? Or, I mean, what's that like? So, you, you're a partner. Uh, at all yeah, or? yeah, of course. So, I um, I do have a girlfriend. I met her in two sep- September. I think because July. July 27, <laughs> July 24, 2017. So we've been together for almost five years. And um, yeah, she's been a big supporter of my, uh, my very expensive hobbies. She buys me parts for my birthdays and Christmas. Uh, she shows up to the meets with me, wakes up early. She'll go help me wash my car. But yeah, everything is good. We make the, we make the time for it. Not good. I mean, what's like that support and your passion? Are you, do you do you live do you live alone or away from away from family and stuff? Or no, I I'm still living with my family. Good. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The support is great. My my parents are always asking me though, why am I spending so much money on my cars, and why do I keep getting the same cars? But <laughs> that's that's it. They support me though. They understand it's oh, one good. of my hobbies. It's what makes me happy. So yeah, they're they're cool with it. It's great. It's great to have that, you know, sort of encouragement to 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 do the car scene, hey, or not to do the car scene, but to just be that car enthusiast at home and sort of not have the why are you spend so much time in your car, why are you doing all this and traditional sort of parenting right. where they're like what get a real job, yeah. A, to, to people that don't have that and want to, want that to be changed and sort of want your sort of not your sort of position, but to have that sort of. Support what conversations they need to be having? What sort of do you reckon there needs to be said towards that? I guess every parent wants to see their child go out and do great things. They want them to have hobbies and just just to be, I guess, better than themselves. So just, I guess, guys, tell your parents that you like cars. Cars, there's a community behind it. You make great friends with it. And you learn a lot. You know, it's always good to know about cars. Just in case one of your relatives' cars breaks down, you can go and fix it. If your parents' car breaks down, you can fix it. So there's a lot of a lot of pros, a lot of cons too. It's expensive, mm. time consuming if you let it. But generally, parents would would or should understand. You know that their son has son or daughter has hobbies. This is what I like to do. You know, if I'm not yeah. bothering anybody, I'm not hurting anybody. I should be able to do this. It's better than being out partying and drinking, smoking all night. That that is true. Yeah, I mean, so I guess when it comes to you, look, you looking for your future and stuff, and um, with with your partner and sort of maybe having your own, own sort of kid. I mean, what what would you like to do with them with cars? Would you would you like to work on their own sort of things? I know that the future's changing with electricity. Do you reckon we'll still have the same sort of yeah bond as you did with your parents? Oh. That would be um, that would just be like a dream come true. I think for I think for every car enthusiast that plans on having kids, because you know we've all seen Fast and Furious, we know we know what it's like. 
Brian and his son, Vin Diesel and his mm. son. You just yeah. kind of want to live that, <laughs> live that life. But yeah, you know, I would, I would love it if my child was into cars like me, you know. But you know, if not, I, that's okay. I it's wouldn't not, have any issues. But... <laughs> Still, you know, I'll yeah. try to push him into into liking something motorsports related. Hey, get your own little um, racing driver in the Indy car or NASCAR. Or... Oh, that would be cool. If he just came up to me one day and he said he wanted to be an F1 driver, I'd get him into go-karting immediately. Let's <laughs> start now. Straight there. Straight there. Yep. Go-karting is brilliant. I mean, that's where I started off. I'm, I was lucky enough to, for my parents to be able to afford for me to, to, be to go oh, racing nice. go-karts and stuff. So that's, it was brilliant. It's, that's good it's to hear. Because, yeah, you, also, you make so many friends. Yeah, and you're, definitely. You're surrounded by like-minded people. And yeah. you, you, have, you have a conversation about the go-karts, about the tracks and sort of, oh, I took that corner wrong, but how did you take it? How did you find it? And it's that yeah. self-development right. as well, learning yeah. to race and stuff. That's fun too, racing. I haven't gone to the track yet, but I I need to get out there because I, I can't wait enough. I keep telling myself I'm going to go, but I just can't. I don't have the time. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I mean, would you, would you take your car? Or would you? I mean, would you look at getting a little project car and maybe sort of working on that and turning that into a little? Mm, I do want to take. I do want to take my car to the track a few times before I do, you know, more aesthetic parts body. Because I'm not gonna. If I'm gonna put a body kit on my car, it's gonna be ten to twelve thousand dollar project. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna put that on there and then just go tear it up at the track. I know that's what it's made for, but. I can't see myself spending that kind of money and then taking it out, ripping on it like that. If I had, if I do do that, that car would be a garage clean. And I would, hopefully, you know, if I had the funds to do that, I would have a daily driver and I would have a trackball already. Yeah, you know, soon I will take my car. That will be fun. Yeah, I mean, because obviously, I mean, your sort of friends and stuff, are they they, they going track racing? uh, Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, of course. We got a couple of guys in the um, in the uh, club that are you know dedicated track junkies. They have very, very track oriented cars, just barely street legal. They just drive them for the fun of it. And then you know we have we have guys in there who have pretty pretty stock cars, somewhat street modified cars. Yeah, they go to the track. Looks fun. I mean, it's a great fun. Uh, I've actually driven my car, any car on track, but I've got a, I've got a beaten up um, nineteen ninety nine Honda Civic, so nice it's oh yeah yeah it's it's, J, it's jdm it's, it's brilliant but oh yeah jdm yeah <laughs> i could i mean I, I was looking at ep3s the other day just on auto trader and stuff and the the, the car car websites and they're, they're fetching 20 30, pounds even uh-huh. just for... that's one thing in the past two years prices of used cars has jumped incredibly i got my car in at september 2019 85,000 original miles. I got it from the original owner. Very, very clean car. I paid 12,500 for it. Now I'm seeing cars with over 120,000 miles and the owners are asking 14, 15. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I mean, you know, discontinuation of the STI has had a little something to do with it. And then the the, uh, new car shortage, Everybody yeah, started course, buying yeah. used cars. Price of used cars automatically went up. So that's where we're at now. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I mean, yeah, it's also classic cars have doubled, tripled. Oh, yeah. Depending on what you're looking at. I mean, are there, mm-hmm. are there, any, are there any classic Subarus that you were looking at getting or wanted to get that now you think are 
unattainable and sort of out of, out of scope. Yeah, you know, it has to be the um, the GDM STI S line, S202, S203, S204. I think those cars are getting up, up there to the 50, 60, 70K mark as it is, which is just ridiculous because two years ago they were going for mid-30s. Low thirties, skylines I mean, too. R thirty fours are now what yeah. half half a million, quarter of a million. I mean, there's some over here that are going for almost one mil. That's all. Yeah, just <laughs> throw Japanese, that out the window. Japanese steel, yeah. Oh, but um, I mean, I saw mighty, mighty you know, mighty car mods. That then, oh yeah, guys. You know, oh, I love them. T- oh, I said two door Subaru. It's the, oh, the, the GCs. Yeah, yeah, nineties, nine late. Or mid mid late nineties, early two thousands, up till two thousand one. Yeah, those cars were something special. Those are going up for a lot now too. Yeah, I remember back maybe I would say like ten years ago, you can find an L chassis for four grand, five grand. Now they're like the bare chassis are maybe double eight nine, oh. and then if you want a f- one that's already been built, you're looking at twelve to fifteen. It's, it's crazy. But I mean, I mean, you know, just like everything, prices jumping up. Oh yeah, that's just the whole inflation thing. But you can't yeah. can't escape that. It's got a face yeah, on it, right? I mean, you you mentioned you're quite busy. So is it sort of just work that's sort of taking your time? Is it is it taking it away from your car? Is it taking it, or is it sort of? Um, I would say it's a lot of work. Yeah, because I work nine to six, Monday to Fridays, every other Saturday. So. If not getting two days off in a week, I get one day off. And then, you know, I guess my chores pile up, my laundry. Mm. I have to clean the car, wash the car. And then I have to spend time with, you know, family and my girlfriend. That's like one important thing for me. Like if I don't have time to spend with, you know, the people that, you know, love me, support me, care about me, then there's no point in me doing what I'm doing at all. Yeah, that's great. That sort of support and get to spend time with the family and, and sort of you, but then you can also just, do you have that time with your car and just sort of, is that the, the, yeah, the drive, yeah, yeah, what, I make what dri- driving roads and stuff and sort of connecting with. Well, what, what we've done, what we've done with the club is the first Sundays of every month, we go on a, I guess you would say a mountain run, a cruise through okay. Angeles Crest. It's about, I would say a 25 20 to 25 mile drive we go up then there there was a restaurant up there in the mountains that unfortunately they shut down i think about a two years ago maybe two and a half years ago but now that spot has just become a hangout for all car enthusiasts pretty much any day of the week you go up there in the morning seven six eight a.m man you're gonna see you'll see lamborghinis You'll see Ferraris, Porsche GT4s. You'll see Ford GTs. I know every Friday morning, six six to seven, all the classic Porsches, oh, Porsche nice. turbos are, are cruising up there. About fifteen to twenty of them. So it's 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 always so fun to go up there, see them on the road, and then see them all parked, chilling, hanging out. It's, it's just great. But yeah, so I try to make time early in the mornings, wake up before everybody else while everyone is still asleep. You know, I'll give myself two, three hours. I could go for a cruise, go for a drive, have some breakfast with the guys, meet up car washes. And then um, there's always organized meets and events. So like 
the most previous one would have been on was on March 27th. It was hosted by Subi Works. It was um, okay. it was a car meet out in Fiesta Island, San Diego. And unfortunately I couldn't go, but I think maybe like 15 to 20 of our guys from the club went represented and I've been to the meets before. They're so fun. All kind of cars are allowed, not just Subarus. Yeah. They do giveaways, raffles, uh, exhaust competitions, which are always so fun. Some of these cars are crazy loud, ear drumming, ear piercing <laughs> loud. But, yeah, you know, we always have to make time to hang out with the car guys, hang out with our buddies, cars, because that's what makes us car guys. If we, if we can't find the time, we have to make the time. I mean, I'd say I definitely need to do more of because I, I work way too much. I don't leave my house. I, I mean, yeah. for someone who self, for someone who self proclaims to be a car guy, I don't actually spend that much time around other car guys. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like yeah. if almost I've isolated myself because it's, it's a sense of imposter syndrome. Right. It's kind of like I don't belong here, or my car isn't good enough to be at one of these meets, or why should I go to a car, a car meet with a <laughs> clapped old stock Honda Civic? Oh man, that's all right. You know, as long as you're there and you're having fun. You're not terrorizing anybody like some people, like the ruined car meets. Dude, you're allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I am. I just I've got, got to get out there. But yeah, uh, so what what do you see for, um, the future of sort of your, your car club? What would you like from that? What was the ideal sort of manifestation of it? Um, just honestly, it's just to grow, just to get more people involved, more enthusiasts. That's our goal is to unite all Subaru enthusiasts in SoCal completely different from other clubs and other meets and uh, not meets, but um, you know, coordinated groups. Cause there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of judging in the car community, especially in yeah. the Subaru community. So that's what we're trying to eliminate a you're, you know, you're free to do whatever you want. We're not, we're not judging here. Any car can join. So we just want to get, we just want to grow the community. You know, we have some merch that we're coming out with like, Drawstring, drawstring bags, cups that change colors when you put like a hot or a cold liquid, coasters, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. You know, just to um, just to raise some funds because we do have plans to do private track days one oh, day. Wow. So for, you know, for that, that's pretty expensive. I think to rent a track full for the day is like four to five thousand. So hopefully, you know, one day we'll get there. SoCal yeah, Subaru definitely. hosts yeah. private track day. You know, that'll be cool just to get everybody who is afraid or inexperienced onto a track that's private it's just you and your buddies a bunch of subi guys you already know them so it'll be easy to learn especially just to get comfortable around driving your car at at like speeds like that i think it's important everybody should know how to like really drive their cars yeah i think it also it it not only just deepens that bond with the car but also it teaches safety yes yeah definitely like you say the um the people that take a street takeover is that it's probably less likely to happen if they have an outlet to drive their cars like that. But and the I thing think, is we do, you know, we got, yeah. we have outlets. They just, I don't even think the takeover guys are car guys. I think they just have they just, they just have a, they just like to go fast and do reckless things. Cause they, I, I have not met a car guy who supports that or, is into that type of stuff. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. So just more to sort of take, their take own. in there. That's yeah. Their, yeah, that's their own niche. That's their own community. 
I wouldn't call them car guys. Oh, fair enough. So I mean, but, yeah, some like teaching, also teaching people that sort of track track safety is important. Yeah. You also, you, like I say, you're, you're teaching people how to drive their cars better, and they're going to enjoy it more if they learn something on track, or if it, and they can learn transport to, to drive or something. They're going to learn how to, to drive their car better. Is there anything you want to want to learn, sort of skill skill wise, in, in a car? Oh yeah, I really want to learn how to uh, slide an all wheel drive car. Okay, <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, I've tried a couple times before, spun out. Still, kind of don't really have a clue what I'm doing. Still, just trying to see what works. But yeah, definitely, maybe getting out on a track, maybe with a race instructor or somebody who knows what they're doing. I would, re- I would be down with that. You're never too old to learn, and it's always good to learn and gain more experience from all aspects of the car scene. Anything away from Subaru that you rely on, or is it just you are Subaru for life? And it is. I will always have a Subaru in the garage, but there is a few other cars I've had my eye on. It's um, one has to be a 2004 Lamborghini Murcielago. That's probably the dream car right there. Just okay. standard base, stick shift, if possible, please. And um, I'm a huge fan of Porsches and BMWs as well. So, you know, hopefully if the stars align, I'll have a couple of couple of Porsches in the garage and definitely um, E92 M3. Oh, of course. That's, I think that's, that's a pinnacle for any, any guy. Exactly. Stick shift, big V8. That's just last, awesome. Last of the proper naturally aspirated V8s. Just, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, oh, it's a, I mean, my, my neighbor literally has, has one. And oh, nice. You wake up in the morning, whether you like it or not, to, to, the, sound, <laughs> to the sound of his car going. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah, also just, that's what I think that's what made also sort of me, the sort of where I live, and very fortunate to have those sort of cars around me. Like he also, yeah, right. He also has a 2004 Subaru. I don't know what it is. I should probably ask him. But yeah, so it's, it's sort of the sort of that's also just a big thing that the cars around you. you, you yeah, up. yeah, it's always cool to have um have a bunch of other car guys around you in your city. I'm fortunate. I live in a very car friendly city. There's a mm. there's a cars and coffee every Saturday, two minutes from my house at the large movie theater parking lot, six to nine. Classic hot rods. Classic Euros, Porsches, a couple of Lamborghinis, and then first Saturdays of every other month, there's another, there's another Cars and Coffee just five minutes down the road. Even the cops are friendly here with car guys. I mean, I park my car at the Starbucks, get a drink, and then I see the cops checking out my car, and they're like, "Hey, man, I like your wheels, like the real wheels. I like them." And I was like, "Oh, thanks, appreciate that." He says, "He's like, yeah, I don't see a lot of guys with you know genuine parts, stuff like this and that, but." Yeah, they're cool. Everybody's guess, cool here. Yeah, I guess they are. But they're still they're car guys now, right? They're just because they wear a badge. Yeah, exactly. Not. Cops, cops can be car guys too, uh, but except for the cops by, I was mentioning before, Angeles Crest Highway because, you know, that is a very dangerous road. There, a lot of people are crashing. A lot of people are, unfortunately, passing away because mm. it's just it's a very high speed road and there's a lot of elevation changes and. Sharp rights, long lefts. It's kind of hard to control. I've, you know, skipped a little bit here and there, but so far everything's nothing, nothing too major. But it is getting more strict. Saturday, yeah. Sunday mornings, nine, ten a.m. You'll see, you'll see a group of cops, police waiting at the bottom, 
and you'll see another group waiting kind of in the middle of the road at the, you know, at the turnouts, Yeah, just trying to go after anybody who's speeding because, yeah, because, you know, if you're not crashing and kind of hurting yourself, there is a chance that you're involving someone else in the accident, sliding, yeah. maybe coming off on the oncoming side of the road. And you know, I've seen it happen. I've, I've heard about it. I hear I see it all the time. So it is a little bit strict, but just there's a lot of dummies. They do a lot of stupid yeah. stuff. So it's um, it's understandable. <laughs> I mean, are there any other roads that you, you want to get on? In California or out of California um, or around there? Ah, let's see. I don't do too much traveling, but I always like hitting the uh, Pacific Coast from, I guess you could either go up towards Santa Barbara or down towards San Diego, but it's it's a highway right along the ocean. It's a beautiful road, beautiful scenery. The weather's always great, you know, it's by the ocean. And um, yeah, I would like to hit that road more often, but there's just always traffic to get there. And there's always traffic on the road because everybody else is trying to do the same thing too. If they're not, if they're not going to the beach, they're just driving along the road because it's a nice road. But other than that, you know, I heard about this one canyon called, I guess, Carbon Canyon, okay. from my coworkers, and apparently, our next uh, move location for the shop is going to be right next to that canyon. Oh wow! So hopefully, maybe after work, before work, we'll have some time to go, go rip it a little bit up there, yeah. see what it's like. But yeah, than that, I I love Crest and just Crest. It's it's awesome. Always always scares the shit out of me if I go a little bit above my limit or maybe I hit a rock or something. But it's the adrenaline that keeps me going. I like it. Yeah, well, it's finding your own limits though. You can always push the limits and, and change yeah. the way you drive the car for checking the road and driving. I mean, the UK is kind of it's very limited in the roads we have. I mean, some, there are some great roads. But like right. there are no long coastal highways. There's there's no none of that. I've what we do what we do get, which is is a B road, and they're they're the car they're the roads for the cars that are like just low power. You're not looking at going straight line speed. It is that sort of the the twisty turn. You know these elevation changes, the camber, the corners, right? And it, in a way, I I don't know. I, I almost say those roads are better than the, the long the long straightaways and just the, the uh, yeah, honestly. Winding. I like the tight, tight and technical. It's fun. Is it more? It's definitely more challenging, especially on the, uh, on the arms. Constant, constant right and left, and you can't even hit high speeds. I noticed that we have one, one kind of one road that's that is connected to Angeles Crest. It's called Mount Wilson Red Box. Honestly, I don't think you can go faster than seventy miles. There's just too many turns, too many rights and lefts. But that road is always always full of debris and rocks, so you. We can never really enjoy that one to the fullest. No. Always have to be careful. I know we're almost coming to the end here, Cody. But I mean, so you sort of your your three car garage and a track car, sort of a road car, maybe maybe a, maybe a garage queen, as you call it. What would you, what would those three cars be? Okay, so for me, garage queen, two thousand four Lamborghini Murcielago. Mm. My daily street driver, I would have to be my current car, my two thousand six Impreza WRX. You're not going for an upgrade or sort of just sticking with that? Sticking with it. I love it. No, it no, would be a perfect nice. daily though. I mean, it's not even, it's not an STI, so it doesn't have as much, I guess, um, maintenance, brake-wise. The transmission is not as uh, race-oriented, long gears, easy for coasting. And then the track car definitely has to be the E92 M3. 
Mm. I would build the hell out of it, but I wouldn't do much power. I like I like low power cars, but I prefer the car just to be suspension dialed in, very tight, solid, solid bushings and all that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. E92. Good. Yeah. Maybe the right. uh, the Lime Rock, if possible, the orange oh. uh, Lime Rock edition. Yeah. That one I like. That's it's a very hot color too. Well, like I mean, they do the um, the CCS versions or the uh, the CS versions of the competition. Oh yeah, the competitions. Yeah. Yeah, the old, yeah, those are nice. Taking the sort of taking away from America, is there are there any, are there any tracks? If you had if you had to pick one track anywhere in the world and only one car to drive over that track, what would you pick? It would have to be the uh, Yas Marina Circuit mm. in Dubai. I would take a McLaren F1 on that. That would be that would be a dream come true. I mean, McLaren, McLaren F1 just... on the Yas Marina track. Yeah, that would be a definitely probably up there in one of the dreams. <laughs> yeah, well, you haven't really mentioned McLarens. I, I, I have an affinity with them. I just they're, they're they are everything that I look for in a car. I, oh, McLarens I, are but, awesome. I love it. I These just, beautiful cars. It is. It, I mean, if they started for everyone with the F one. That's the thing that kind of put them on the map. I think in the in the yeah right. Like that. Just the the, oh, the V twelve and sort of and it was a it was a three seater and you sit in the middle. That I mean, is just more, so cool. What more would you want? I mean, Gordon Murray had it bang on to me. It was right. It was a brilliant car. I mean, that's that's a McLaren T shirt right there. So it's it's not. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's, yeah, it's not. It's not every day, but yeah. I mean, I mean, definitely. I mean, I'd have a, a seven six five LT. Nice would be would be my track track car there. So. Very nice. Those cars are fast too. I mean, like spaceships. Mm-hmm. I love those spaceships. Yeah, cars are just great. All kinds of cars: supercars, luxury cars, tuner cars. You know, you you can always you can always find and appreciate the craftsmanship and beauty in all cars. A true car enthusiast, you know, likes everything. Doesn't have hate towards anything specific. But I mean, it's okay to like specific brand, but it's to understand. The craftsmanship, the R and D, and just appreciate the beauty and design behind everything that's been created so far. That's a perfect way to end it, sort of. Yeah. With 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 the, the just yeah, appreciating everything and anything that gets made, and appreciating that everyone. Because you never right. know, it's going to yeah. be gone soon. Combustion engines, I think, by twenty thirty, should be out of here. No more sales of new stuff. Let's let's not think about that too much. Just yeah, yet. let's not think about it. Live in the <laughs> live in the moment. Yeah, I that's mean, right. Yeah, Cody, th- thank you so much for this. You've, you've been you've been insightful. You've been entertaining. It's been it's been great just to speak to you. And you clearly got a massive passion for for Subaru and all cars as well, and just the car scene in general. Thank you so much, Harry. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate the opportunity. Definitely, definitely very fun and great talking with you, of course. And lastly, if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast with just three people that love cars, or three people that you think would appreciate the messages in this podcast. Thank you so much. Wow, you know when you're speaking to someone and you can just tell that they have a real sort of passion for the subject they're talking about and a real knowledge as well. Cody, thank you so much for that podcast interview. You've given me so much information about being a super enthusiast in just America and being a car enthusiast in America. And I think I have a lot more respect for you guys out there who are going through so much with police and other people ruining the the enjoyment that you get out of the car scene. 
really makes you think that we in the UK are so privileged to have police that understand and that are car enthusiasts and that are maybe maybe a bit more lenient. I don't know personally from my experience that those car enthusiasts that are policemen are really nice. They check out your cars. They're interested in what you've got going on under the hood. And as long as you're not being reckless, um, endangering other road users, you can kind of do what you want. I think there's a big message and a takeaway from Cody that guys, enjoy your cars. Love them, work with them, build that bond, that relationship with the cars, understand their quirks, their, their characteristics, sort of gain more respect for the driving as well. Increase the skill set, increase the knowledge of the car and how it reacts under certain conditions. And I think that's something that I talked about with Sam as well, was when you're on a car meet and there are people that are disrespecting the rules or being a bit flash, being a bit sort of out there, that you know that they're trying to enjoy themselves, but it's also like you are putting at risk other people on the road. And I think it's our responsibility as car enthusiasts to make sure that the car scene and the car meets that we do are protected and that the police are in the UK don't have to go to the extremes that the police in the USA do. And if we are more careful and more sort of compassionate with the car and other road users, that we can still enjoy it. And that's it. That's enjoying the car. So, Cody, thank you for making me realise that and hopefully the other people listening to the podcast. So that's it. If you're looking for more of the content and more more conversations like that, then you know where to find us. It's harry at ignitionpod.com. That's my uh, email address if you want to be part of the podcast and you love what you heard and you, you've got your own story to tell. I would I would love to tell it with you and listen to you and your story. Instagram, that is at we are ignition. Guys, give us a follow. Give us a like on the recent posts. Show some love. Share the podcast. It really, really helps. So that's it. That's me. I'm Harry. And this is the Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.